Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible. Welcome to the NFC East Show, the only show keeping the NFC East honest. Williams, how you doing, my man? Doing all right. Relaxing. Coming off a fun week of guest hosting our sister podcast, the NFC West Show. We're back at it. We're NFC East only <laughs> now. Uh, sorry, Seahawks fans. We didn't get to talk about your beloved Geno Hawks, nor did we... Nor did we get to talk about the uh, the Niners either, but we did remember fun. every team. We did, and that was an accomplishment in and of itself. Um, yep. Very fun guest hosting that pod. I'm sure that if the NFCs gets worse for any reason, we will dip back into that gag because it was very fun. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think that was one of your. I think that was one of your best ideas ever. <laughs> we might have we might have driven it like so far into the ground throughout. Like, I couldn't st- stay away from it. <laughs> um, but it was just so such a good core idea that I had to run with it especially well, since we know like so little truly about like the West Coast <laughs> exactly I mean we struggled to list them all four in succession off the cuff and I think I I don't think I can name I can name all the coaches I can name the coach, coaches and quarterbacks yeah. yeah I don't think I can name coaches quarterbacks coordinators starting running back starting wide receivers for all of them I if uh, if I can it's just fantasy well look at this maybe we can host the NFC West show after all but I think we're doing a great job <laughs> but let's uh let's get into your favorite topic the New York football giants um to start this week's show um does their win against the Panthers mean anything to you it's fun you know, it's not that often that you get a fun week, so that's a good time. Uh, but ultimately, no, I can't. In like in like a universal way, it doesn't mean anything. There's no greater implication of the game beyond the fact that the game happened, and that was fun, and that should be enough. As as we've said before, you know, I think sometimes you can kind of get in the mindset of like everything has to be perfect all the time and it has to mean something beyond the present moment. This isn't one of those times. Just enjoy it, coast on it, make some stupid memes about it and be practical about not getting your hopes up. But it was it was a good time. Do you think the Giants are the most meme-worthy team in the NFC East right now? There is like a playfulness to their ineptitude that I feel like just makes them very great meme fodder. They, you know? They... They are, and I think, frankly, they have been for a while. But the issue is there's nobody on the content generation end to do that (laughs) because New Yorkers are inherently very bad at that, I think. (laughs) The type of person who's like a Giants fan is like Like, just not capable of making a a self-aware meme. Daniel Jones, just like as a player, is a walking meme. I feel like, and he produces so many great moments, at least one to two a year that is just iconic in terms of yes, just, you know, giving and taking away in one moment. Like, uh, I mean, this game, it was the one handed catch where it looks very impressive, but ultimately is like 
on a 10 yard gain on a, basically <laughs> yeah. a hospital ball from his wide receiver. <laughs> Dante Pettis, uh, former yeah. <laughs> 49er wide receiver that I could also name. <laughs> and then, you know, last year, of course, was the rumble and stumble in Philly where it's like on one hand, you're like 50 yard gain. On the other hand, you're right. like, look at this guy, top heavy, yeah. fall over and look like a doofus. It was Lamar Jackson <laughs> until he was Charlie Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess one thing that we could talk about the Giants, and I think this will be big for you and the show. Um, Evan Ingram, trade rumors could be shipped out of town. We gotta we gotta keep track of we gotta keep track of this guy once he's gone. Even even if he does, even if he leaves the East, like I need to know whether the Giants made Evan Ingram bad or Evan Ingram made the Giants bad. I need to know which one it is. It's a good question. Like for me, I hope it's never felt too personal. I'm sure <laughs> okay, it has. You're, you're already you're already <laughs> talking as if he's gone. You think he's gone? These aren't just rumors. No, I, like I you- don't think I don't think he's going to be gone because I don't know what you'd actually get for him. And I also think like just the way the Giants work isn't isn't smart like that. I just don't. I think they're still being like, oh, but he could be a weapon. You know, how could I trade a weapon away? For pennies yeah. on the dollar, you know, it's just not that I'm sure that's the mindset. Um, and of course, it's completely unproductive <laughs> and wrong. Schrodinger's elite tight end. There's right. an elite tight end in the box. <laughs> Once you open the box, it's five drops that lead to interceptions. <laughs> um, but I think but it, to get to your question of like whose fault is it? It's kind of both their faults, and it's the fault of anybody who uses him in this, like, unproductive or, like, overemphasized role. You know, he's just not that guy. Uh, now, that begs the question, like, what what could he do? Because you want your tight end to get some consistent work and to be able to block, and he can't really do that either. Now I'm just evolving into mean... <laughs> Mean Sean again. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard this record before. I guess it's mostly I've heard this record before. But, uh, you know, I guess my question is, is like, you know, we get it. We get a, if he does get traded, we get a good A-B test. We know, we, we know what he looks like somewhere else. Yeah. That's like, there's know? actually a great little subplot here that's probably going unnoticed by everyone except for two teams. Um, but the Giants traded B.J. Hill – who is kind of like a rotational defensive lineman for a center to the Bengals. Um, and apparently, I haven't followed the Bengals at all, apparently B.J. Hill is just absolutely crushing it. Like, he couldn't be doing better. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Price sucks. So <laughs> maybe maybe there's something to the idea that, like, once you get out of this miasma, this lethargy that surrounds the Giants and to a broader extent this division as a whole you can dig into you know some other pieces but I did I did see a similar storyline about like a like a edge linebacker on the Cardinals yeah Marcus Golden yeah yeah (laughs) Marcus Golden like he literally had 10 sacks for the Giants and I don't think we offered him a contract like we're just like all right that was nice but we can do better somehow (laughs) don't know how and now he has like eight sacks and four forced fumbles for Arizona. I mean, it's just staggering. The thing with him, unlike BJ Hill, who I would argue was like never flashed as more than like a 
rotational, true second string D lineman for us. Like Golden was clearly like a guy, and for whatever yeah. reason, just was not a guy we decided to to hang on to. So I don't, I don't. It's 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 a great. The whole thing is a great question. Like, but on the other hand, it's not like you can point to too many other success stories that leave the Giants organization and do super well. I think it's just that the ones that do really sting because there's nobody good to replace them. So you're like, man, we let, we let Marcus Golden go, and now we generate like no pressure. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm rooting for this trade to happen. I want to know. I want to know an answer to this question. I also want to know with Zach Ertz also leaving the division at tight end. How do how do Zach Ertz stats who had a breakout game for the Cardinals and was Looked quoted great. afterwards as saying, "I've never seen so much green in the middle of the field." <laughs> Maybe I don't think I don't think he realized how much of a burn that was yeah, for Eagles fans. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I it's only been one game. Who knows? It might just be you know, defenses don't know how to play Zach Ertz in the Cardinals offense yet. But it, it was one game that already kind of vindicated my take last week that even old Zach Ertz will look better in a. More for sure spaced out offense than what the eagles could i agree together the past like two three years so i'm interested to see how ingram performs outside the division if a contender trades for him as well compared to zach Ertz. it's a great i mean it's it's something that we'll have to watch with great interest if it happens you like that meme i saw you do a little double take there i did uh, I did. uh <laughs> That was intentional. I do think <laughs> it's kind of like in basketball, not to compare the two sports too much, but like in basketball, you'll have somebody who plays with LeBron or something like Timothy Mozgov, like almost 10 years ago now, just this kind of lumpy European center who was a big body who could do stuff, looked great next to LeBron because LeBron could like feed him the basketball in the easiest layup lines of his life. And then he went to any other team and you're like, oh, this guy's got nothing. You know, he can't he can't do anything. And so much of that, I think, to a to a much greater extent, Zach Ertz is a legit he's not Timothy Moscow, but he if he's being put in places to succeed over and over again, he's still a professional at like he's going to succeed. You know, he's yeah. good at his job. So it's possible that Ingram is used like that. I think the question with Ingram is just striking that balance of not being tantalized by the theoretical game breaking potential and and choosing your spots a little bit more selectively you know i think that i think that if evan ingram gets traded we need to have some sort of evan ingram tracker for the rest of the year some sort of segment on this show where we check in with our old friend yeah just read the stat line and compare it (laughs) i I truly like nothing more than for him to do well because i don't think he's like a bad guy or anything as far as i know i mean i don't know maybe but it's nothing it's nothing personal but i've seen enough and so i'd be thrilled if we could get anything for him all right we'll we'll see whether that comes to fruition giants have the chiefs next in the uh yeah. compulsory primetime slot <laughs> no why, why god <laughs> no matter how bad and in these nfc teams are they always get two primetime i feel teams. i feel so bad for like somebody in iowa Who's just like why? What's this <laughs> why football do game this? about? <laughs> it's like why do I have to watch so much Giants every year? 
It's incredible. They <laughs> suck every time. There, there's an, there's an 11-year-old kid in Iowa who loves football and watches like every Sunday night game. And it's like the New York Giants are like the Washington Generals, like the worst team I've ever seen in my life. Are they even a real team? Or right, they're just a, a sham, <laughs> like stalking horse for other football teams to feel good about beating. <laughs> I, I love, I love that they're getting the Chiefs right now because there's this like bubbling narrative about the Chiefs about how they've lost their luster and like you know, and yeah, they're three and four. They're not the dominant Chiefs. But, yeah. you know, everything that they do well are still things that they do 10 times better than the Giants. I don't Correct. see how this is going to be a Giants win at all. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it could, it could happen. Like last week happened for the Giants. I think the Panthers are clearly like in some sort of serious mental funk. It's a good thing we're not an yeah. NFC South uh pod because that's like a yeah. whole some sort of some sort of mojo yeah. transfer happened between the panthers and falcons around like week four Three? it feels yeah. like <laughs> right well hold on a second hold on a second what is the actual we can build this out conspiracy sean is back okay i think they i think they were three and oh they were three and oh mm-hmm. um and then they lost to guess who dallas and in that moment, some sort of transitive property was sparked, and they've like, like gotten uh, Space Jam, the incompetence yeah. of this division on them, like the stain of it. So, <laughs> oh, I so think you don't think it was like the I I was thinking maybe the the Falcons sucked, and then they Space Jam transferred their suck to the Panthers, and then the Falcons became like mediocre slash good. All of a sudden, you think the same effect happened, but the Cowboys gave their former yeah, just the vibe, yeah, yeah, and vibe to, right. to the Panthers. Well, and the Cowboys. Hold on a second. We're going to go deeper into this. Hold on. The Dallas schedule. The Cowboys. Uh, the week before had played not the, none other than the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So what really happened is they pulled that kernel of <laughs> incompetence and infected a new organization with it. Uh, wow. It's very sad. I think I think we might have to if this continues for another week or two, we might have to consider the Panthers an honorary East team for the year, like the Lions were last year. Yeah. They might be in that category. They're coached by Matt Rule, who I think was Temple. Yeah, Temple and a and a a Jersey guy or something. Yeah. New York guys from the area, so yeah. We'll we'll keep an eye on that. Classic classic mid thirties, rising forties, like uh Jersey, Philly, New York guy move to just think that life is easier down in the Carolinas and then be it hopefully is. disappointed. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> He also had his little evangelical stint with Baylor, kind of like his yeah. like Bob Dylan nineteen eighty like infidels <laughs> moment. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have a score? Do you have a score for the Chiefs Giants game? I think it's actually. I think the Giants offense is going to find some success yeah. with the Chiefs defense. It's, but I don't know. I man, I don't know. You could actually talk me into upset watch but i'm still riding the chiefs hard 
Yeah, I think we've gone chalk so often lately, but it's just so hard with these two and five teams to do anything else because, like, the preponderance of evidence suggests they're going to lose. Here's, but there's here's a chance the case. Here's the case that I have in my head that you could sell me on if you wanted to, right? I actually think the Giants' defense looked legit good against the Panthers. I think half of it was like the Panthers' offense is in some sort of funk, but the Giants looked good. And the, de- if, the defense is getting better every week. And yeah. if the Mahomes funk is real, if you're buying the Mahomes funk, then a good Giants' <laughs> defense could be a team that holds Mahomes to like 17 to 24 as opposed to 30 to 40. Yeah. Which Uh, on the flip side, if the giants offense can keep doing some trick stuff and keep Daniel Jones moving and athletic against the chiefs defense, that also is bad. That could be like a sneaky 27, 24, 24, 17 giants win on the flip. You know what this, I mean? The, right. This is a tough one because it's more of a referendum on the Chiefs and the Giants. I think exactly. We have a decent idea of what the Giants are. The Chiefs are much harder. So, if if Mahomes is, I'll buy the four or five years of Mahomes over the one week of New York Giants. <laughs> yeah. Say that the, I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's a smart play here. I'm going to say Chiefs 31, Giants 17. <laughs> well, all right. I'll go closer. I'll go closer. But I do. I think that this is going to be like a classic, the kind of fun shootout loss the Giants haven't had since the uh, the Saints game in like 27, 16, 15, where the Giants put up like 50 points and still lost. So I'll go, I'll go 41, 38. A lot of points scored. Wow. A lot of electricity in the building. Honestly, I'll Venmo you $5 if uh, the the Giants score 31 points in this game. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it can happen. All right. I'm I'm the exact same way as you right now about the Eagles. I don't want to talk about this team. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. Uh, it, honestly, I, all right. Oh, sorry, but just for a second. Raiders, Raiders, Eagles. Yeah. One, I mean, first, just as a complete avoidance and just fun bit to get me into a good mental space. Really refreshing to have Kenny Albert and Jonathan Velma back on the call for an Eagles game. Really <laughs> felt like an emotional safety blanket. Really yeah. happy to have Kenny A back at it. I know he called like a Giants game earlier this year, but we've said before we're a very pro Kenny pod. This is he's the NFC. He's the voice of the NFC East on on Fox. Yeah. Always feels like Sunday if Kenny's on the call. Yeah. So start started off the day well. Kenny's on the call. Opening drive touchdown. Got some Miles Sanders involvement. I'm not th- I'm not feeling like it's a sure win, but I'm like okay. This yeah. is gonna be a fun. This is gonna be a fun game. You know. Followed immediately with two straight quarters of being outscored thirty three to nothing. With Derek Carr missing three passes, yeah, on the day, <laughs> he looks like what I imagine Joe Montana looks like. Like, like, what, like <laughs> exactly, like what, like the NFL films, like YouTube videos summarizing his career looks like. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing at halftime that I saw on like the Fox stats though was uh, because one of his incompletions was a tipped ball pick 
in the red zone. Yeah. Hertz and David Carr both went into halftime with identical QB ratings. Even though Jalen Hurts had passed for all of 50 yards and was like less than 40% completion, the fact he had the passing touchdown on the first drive and no picks meant that David Carr, even though he has 150, 200 more yards, has like a 95 completion percentage. The one pick dragged down his rating to the equivalent of Jalen Hurts, which I thought was nonsense. (laughs) I think we should save that for take around the league. QB rating is a false stat. Um, but other than that I was so wrong shouldn't have picked the Eagles I think they might not win against the Lions next week it's really disheartening coming off a fake bye week having a Thursday night game into a Sunday game the next week and basically have the team look identical to the team we last saw on Thursday night (laughs) a week and a half ago nothing has changed uh, honestly, I feel like I'm watching the process Sixers right now. It's about moral victories and not actual victories. And even within that game, there were no moral victories. There was nothing I can take away that like, oh, I'm now more bullish on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh, like the wide receivers seem to be rounding out into something. It's it was bad. It was a bad game. Really not fun. Garbage time scores again to make it look like competitive in the final but really not close at all really awful game yeah it's a it's a tough one because i'm happy about it you know i love seeing it it also helps that i was right albeit this is this is kind of like the worst case scenario that i hypothesized like did come true where like the key defensive lineman goes down key offensive lineman goes down both of them are old veterans and it's just not enough else experience there to like pick up the pieces and like cope with the situation. Yeah. And it's not really, again, like it's a lot of people's faults, but it's, it's the whole, it's like, it's how I feel about the giants so often. Like it's the whole roster, like it's the whole team that has Jason Kelsey. It's the, it's the whole team. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just, it's just not, not sufficient firepower or talent you know or development of talent whatever you want to say i mean it's all all ladders up to a certain howie hot seat that has to it has to be getting hotter right yes i have, it has to be like, i'm like, just gonna say i'm just gonna say though it's like i don't even want to play like the hot seat game fire everyone <laughs> oh, nuke, well. nuke, nuke oh he's he's in a bad place <laughs> Oh no! All right. Well, then that begs that begs the next that begs the next question. Are we there? Cancel the Eagles. Oh are, are you, no! Oh no! I almost did it last week. I, what? <laughs> you are the worst at this. Three of them are two and five. Yeah, and one of them is like five and one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Bye, I, I'm crossing him off. I'm crossing right. him off. I'm crossing uh, him off. I don't, don't want to bully you into doing it. I no, just, you like, have to. Logically, you have to. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, you're right. Now I get to. Now I get to actually watch the Eagles like they're the process Sixers. Yes. I've, I've lifted the weight off there you of go. me. I'm, this is you good so much for, you. for freeing me from my prison. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> abolish the Eagles. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Abolish it. Giants have gone two and two since I crossed them off, so you never know. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I don't even want to like speculate. You know me. I uh, very anti Howie. Don't think he should have. A lot of my post game angry texts were all pointed at him. Don't think he should have survived a clean house last year either, if they were going to clean house at all. And now it's just like, okay, you know, you're hearing speculation about Sirianni as a one and done, but I'm also sort of like, will that really change anything if Howie is now around for like the fourth head coach? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Four head coaches should be like a week. That's insane. It's just that can't happen. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not that attached to Sirianni, but if I'm going to, if I'm going to pick one of like the football operations leads on this team to fire this off season, it's got to be Roseman for the coach at this point after he survived last year too. Yeah. You know, like, I agree. And, I, and I agree. I, I would, I would say like, you know, okay, I'm not also fighting for Sirianni to keep his job either after this season, if they want to fire both go ahead. But if they're just going to clean house on the coaching staff again and run it back with Roseman and three first round picks, abolish the Eagles. That's insane. (laughs) If the Eagles were abolished, the city of Philadelphia would burn to the ground. Literally burn. I think uh, it would be. A, I think it's a necessary band aid to be ripped off the city. To be honest, we got the one ring. Like let's, now, just, right. <laughs> let's just tear it all down and build. It's it up not going to get better, but it it's can not. get worse. <laughs> exactly. True. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying. You know, let's not have football in Philadelphia. I'm saying abolish <laughs> the Eagles. Wow. <laughs> Go the way of the Philadelphia Athletics back in the day. Yeah. The losingest yeah. team ever, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, not to, like, uh, once again, exhaust the same points, but, like, to me, it's it's not so much on the coaching staff because they looked – the team looked good, albeit against the Falcons, when they were healthy. Like they like 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 nobody had complaints about the coaching staff that week when there was preparation and there were pieces in place. I, they looked like they had a smooth running situation going. It's only when these old winchpins that have no real depth behind them got hurt that you see the wheels fall off, and that's more a testament to drafting and development than it is, yep. you know, play calling to me. I, I just don't. I just haven't seen enough to be like, oh my God, Sirianni's awful. Like, I think people who say that are overrating the actual talent. I think Sirianni is exactly what he is. He's like a 30 something first year head coach. You know, he's got to figure stuff out on his own as well. He's going to grow into being whatever he's going to be. Like, it would, it would suck for his career to be one and done and then have to be demoted back to OC and then maybe earn this again at some point in the future. But that's a path a lot of coaches yeah. take sometimes, right? But, like, I don't know. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's smart enough and has probably going to be a successful coach for a long time in the NFL somewhere, right? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, of course I'm someone that wants to ride with the horses that I have and invest time and commitment and see the growth that I expect from a coach happen under my team's roof. Right. But if he gets fired and the, the team feels there's someone else on the market, that's better. 
great. But also, I think it should the same attitude and the same philosophy should apply to the GM and the front office as well, because I do think that's the root problem here and has been for probably four years. You know, Um, it's crazy. Um, Here's here's a very interesting thing, because I think picking against Eagles Lions, picking Eagles Lions (laughs) is a similar conundrum as picking Giants Chiefs just in the inverse where yeah. if you're betting based solely on record this year and even just like historical competency and like record in the past you have to pick the Eagles but on the flip the Eagles are coming off two bad very bad losses where they look very inept for large chunks of the game and the Lions, while being winless, have looked very competitive and just very unfortunate and like unlucky in most of their games this year. They haven't outright lost a game, in my opinion. Yeah. Like <laughs> And we like Dan Campbell. Um, and we this is a very Dan Campbell friendly pod. We're very pro Dan Campbell going back last offseason. Yeah. So like I don't know, man. This feels like an inverse trap game. This feels like a game that the world will probably pick the Eagles to win, and it probably makes sense, but I think the Lions may get their first win of the year in this game. I Okay, so what, what are you saying? I'm picking the Lions. Wow. <laughs> there it is. That's a, that's a sign that you cross somebody off right there. Yeah, I have to. And I'm probably going to be wrong, and I'm probably going to come back in next week and be like, "The yep. Eagles are back, baby." That's why Three I'm five. <laughs> that's why I'm picking. That's why I'm going Philly because they're going to make you feel stupid for crossing them off. That's like their job this week, and they're going to do it. Uh, and they're going to give you a spark of hope that you don't deserve, and then they'll let you down. So, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like twenty to seventeen Lions. I also, I, I think that's, I'm going to go 20 to 17 Eagles. I'll flip that. I also yeah. think we have to think about the Lions' karmic situation here, where you know that Lions fans are starting to feel a little bit of like 0 and 17 pressure in the back of their minds. Yeah. It's happening, and you know they're looking at the schedule and being like, "Man, this is a game they should get." <laughs> like you don't. <laughs> You don't get this one. The amount of ones that you can get diminishes. Um, <laughs> and just because they could also be hurt more, I, th- I think the Eagles won. You're making me second guess my pick. I feel like I'm maybe coming from an emotional place. I do no, feel I, like there's a there's a bit. I want to make the counter argument for myself. I'll stick with it. I'm not going to. Yeah, not gonna yeah stick it. with it. But the counter argument would be. I think there's. I think you're right to say there's. A, there's a bit of a mental fortitude angle here. I think really these teams are uh, as bad as each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think maybe some residual. We won a Super Bowl four years ago and have never gone zero and sixteen or seventeen in my franchise's history might be at play to help the Eagles find like that little bit of extra juice in a decisive moment that just the lions are cursed to live with and embody and just be for the league yeah. for, for ages, you know? 
Yes. I think it's going to be a close game no matter what. It's going to be a frustratingly close game. I think a lot of Eagles fans are probably going to go into this game thinking, we're 2-5, and five, but this, the Lions suck. We're yeah. going to take care of business. And I think they're going to be so wrong. You know? <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's in Detroit, too, which is a sneaky little thing. Yeah, even, be- even, a, even an Eagles win, I don't think, leaves anyone feeling good about the Eagles. <laughs> no, it can't. It can't. There's no way at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, you're already getting like the Gardner Minshew talk already. It's that's just kind of cra- I don't you know it's not even I'm just like what are you trying to do? Are you trying to? I I just don't understand what the point would be because I don't think he's good enough to like get you to the playoffs. So well, I kind I laid out the case last week. Yeah, and I, yeah. And, and I did. think I think that's honestly what it is. I think it's like I don't think it's going to happen next week. I don't think it's going to happen the week after. But I think if the Eagles keep losing and if Sirianni and Hertz can't figure each other out, or if just Sirianni's assessment on Hertz is like, I can't work with this guy, you know, then yeah. it's hurting the rest of the offense to have a ill-fitting quarterback in there. And I think that the Eagles will keep tanking, keep being the process Eagles, and just throw a I quarterback guess. that's a little more accurate and a little more pocket-oriented in there. I just, I just feel like what what keeps happening is like Wentz was terrible with the Eagles, and now he's I don't want to say he's good with the Colts because he's really not that good. He's not. Right? He's okay with the Colts. Hurts looks terrible with the Eagles. I think Hurts in a different situation might look okay. Like at some point, I guess you can say how Minshew does, and if Minshew looks terrible, and you know he's like decent elsewhere, it's like the roster is just bad. It's just a terrible, yeah. godforsaken roster, and it's how he's fault. Like I don't know. That's why I not to be too cynical here. If Howie suspects that at all, I do think he has the ability to pull some roster strings. I think he did that with Doug Peterson week 17 last year. Because uh, then I thought Peterson, I mean, he tanked the game, but then he got fired, which is just really weird. Insane. insane. <laughs> like, like kind of, you, you had to feel like there was some backstabbing going on there or something. Yeah. Like, you, I don't, I don't know. It just seems very uh, perverse to me otherwise, but... Like, I think how he suspects, like, if Minshew goes in there and he's also looks terrible, it just starts to, the case starts to build that this team is just really poorly constructed and that can only fall on one person. So we'll see yeah. how strong his preservationist instinct is, but I'd be surprised by it. We shall see. Uh, the thing that's giving me a little bit of, pause is Sirianni is kind of unprompted bringing up Minshew and press. <laughs> yeah, so that is, like, that is an interesting, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think that's a little bit foreshadowing. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Let's last of our depressing trio. No, this is fun. This one's fun. <laughs> Washington chiefs or no Washington <laughs> green Bay. Yeah. Um, really? I mean, another, another, uh, do, do we have to talk? Do, do, let's. I have something fun to bring up if we want to talk about this. I missed this at the time. Are you ready for this? Are go you okay if we just like yeah. bypass completely? Yeah. What? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. The top, the top post on the Washington NFL subreddit of the last month is a video with the caption: "This man is an inspiration." I'm getting um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. It's not, it's not about Taylor Heineke, is it? Don't ask any questions. 
This man is an inspiration. I'm getting emotional just watching this. What a great guy. Hail to the football team, baby. And it's a video of Taylor Heineke getting interviewed. <laughs> Holy shit. No yeah, way. Three, three weeks ago. It was, I, just, I just missed it, but I just, I just came across it. And it's like, that's the highest post of the last month. <laughs> it's higher than like all like the like go to hell Dan Snyder posts. <laughs> Does all right. My big question is like at this point, if I'm like a bookmaker, I would I would create a a line. Like like which which happens first? Does Dan Snyder get forcibly removed from ownership? by the league or does Washington actually change its name away from Washington? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, not to be too cynical. I have a follow-up question of this. I think it's a good question. I don't think Snyder is going anywhere because I think you saw what Goodell said this week that he wasn't going to release any of the Washington football team stuff, which is the shadiest. I don't, I don't think Goodell's trying to save Snyder. I think he's trying to save the league. I think that. Yeah, probably. But I think, I I think that the, the Washington files is like the NFL's version of like the house of cards. It's like once, like once some emails get out of like some other guy from some other organization. Yeah. Cal McNair. Cal McNair is 100% on that list, by the way. (laughs) Wasn't he in the news this week for something? Yeah. I I forget what he said, but it wasn't good. (laughs) Oh, he said, he said like, I didn't, I didn't read what he said. He said some sort of weird, the headline was like, Cal McNair says like Asian slur at a benefit that causes uh, the gas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why? The, the fact that like we see all this public stuff is like they really can't get like how bad is it behind the scenes? And really every time stuff like this comes up, got to circle back to the bit last week too. Just like really top drawer respect to Jerry Jones for playing the game and, and saying what he wants to say in such coded language that he'll never get caught for anything. Right. <laughs> He's basically not speaking English. He's speaking some <laughs> Esperanto like variant of idiom. You can speak in idioms all the time. No right. one can actually accuse you right. of anything. Idioms that you have made up and that are yeah. not part of any common parlance. Um, it's a good. It's a good question about. I, here's my question: If Snyder lost control of the team. And it became like a Green Bay Packers, like a like a all the fans on the team situation. How quickly would the statue of Taylor Heineke go up? <laughs> like what? like six hours, right? It would be immediate. <laughs> but I I have not figured like what is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why do they love him so much? I feel like there's like a parasite in the water or something. <laughs> He's basically Chad Pennington. Like that's all he is. He's at, like <laughs> at his best, dude. Yeah, I, I, it's <laughs> like I don't. I I feel like I'm losing my mind every week. It's like <laughs> it's also like the same game he plays every week. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> like, he like skies balls like five yards <laughs> of receivers, or he just chucks it down oh deep to the corner. Dude, the best. I can't. I, I can't. I don't. Plus, like screens to Antonio Gibson. That's all it is. <laughs> my god we've never been more right about anything than we are about this uh, it's insane I, like i 
everyone who listens to this, go back and watch the highlights from the last three or four Washington football team games. It's the exact same game every (laughs) single time. Just the defense is getting a little better every time. That's right. the only thing. But the defense gets no credit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like the, the Washington subreddit blames everything on the defense. <laughs> I don't know what kind of hold this man has, but I, I truly believe he could run for senator in the state of Virginia and do quite well for himself. <laughs> it's, un, it's unfathomable. <laughs> it's insane. Like, okay. Oh, man. So I, I'm sorry. I just had to bring that up. I know we have more Dan Snyder stuff if we want to. No, I don't. just I, I don't know. I, I mean, he sucks. It's, yeah, he's, awful. he's a I monster. Mean, we said it last week. Like all the owners in this division are inept, but he's uh, malicious and evil. Yeah, on, yeah, on he's <laughs> right. <laughs> like just a soulless. I think, I think Jerry and Jeff and John. I didn't realize how many this is how many this is sinister. <laughs> Where's Jan I mean, Snyder? They, they've all they. Oh God! If it's Jeff Bezos, like they're oh, Dude. we got four J's. Totally. Ah man, <laughs> that could be like a Jerry Jen, two Jeffs like, too. It's like a Wu Tang thing or something. <laughs> two Jeffs. Um, we. I have to contemplate this. I'm not prepared for this revelation <laughs> right now. We need to meditate. I think that if 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 as rumored, Jeff Bezos buys Washington football team, I think that's going to be the first emergency pod. Yeah, can. the the <laughs> the J convergence and what that means. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, John, and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my There's goodness. a whole angle of like how insecure Jeffrey Lurie is going to be as like the the elder Jeff, but right? Like and the poor the poorer Jeff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like is worth like three hundred Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> 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 oh man, Jeffrey Lurie made his millions making one documentary, whereas Jeff Bezos owns movies, <laughs> <laughs> like, like owns the movie industry. <laughs> 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 I, I actually That's don't know insane. what Jeffrey Lurie like did. I don't know how he got money, but he was a Hollywood producer. He like mm-hmm. produced some films in the '90s and then pulled money together to buy the Eagles. And then he made his all of his money as Eagles got more valuable, and then used his Eagles money to make more movies. Wait, he am I reading this right? He, he it doesn't look like he was a producer in like any movies. Am I going crazy? No, he like won an Academy Award five years ago. What the hell? All right. Oh, inside job. Okay. Won an Academy Award on the financial crisis. How interesting. Yeah. It is. There is something paradoxical about extremely wealthy people producing movies, indicting the largesse and, you know, uh, incompetence of extremely wealthy people. But this is going to be the classic Jeff Jeff dynamic in this division. Right. It's the moderately wealthy versus the extremely wealthy. The moderately wealthy. <laughs> the modest uh, yeah. nest egg Jeffrey Laurie against the... The know. 1B versus the 20 to 30 Bs, you know? <laughs> billionaire. Oh, okay. I see. All right. Jeffrey Laurie is like a one billionaire. Yeah. I'm, I thought because, you meant... And it's yeah. like entirely in the worth of the Eagles versus Bezos is a multi-billionaire. 
This is going to be in Amazon. Yes. I'll confess this is idiotic. When you said B, I thought you meant like the insect. And I was oh, like, no. I don't really know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> All right. Does, uh, Hey, I mean, they're, they're playing the Broncos next week. That might be a win. I don't know what to make. You know what? Here's, here's my thinking. I'll persuade, I'll persuade you before you make a pick, which I usually try not to do. We need, we can't cross them off. We cannot cross no, them off. I'm, well, they're the one we picked to win the division, and I, I'm right. still going to let that ride. And so with that spirit in mind, they win, and it looks dominant, and Taylor Heineke gets a new all-time high Reddit post after throwing two <laughs> touchdowns and two interceptions, uh, like a 78 passer rating. Um, I can yeah. see 400 yards, but like – just TDs and just three picks. yeah total like <laughs> chucking it all over the place yeah. most of it like terry mclaurin run after the catch type stuff yeah exactly exactly um, i'll buy it no i'll buy it i want to see washington win yeah yeah i do too um all right. let's say i'm gonna say 28 to 17 okay uh i'll go 35 to 24 all right, last but not least, we got the Kings coming off a bye week. They won the bye um, week. They won the bye week. Uh, playing the Vikings next. I guess the only question, we could just basically do the preview, but my only question in mind is like, does a win against the Vikings, which I think personally they'll they'll do, does that really prove their legitimacy more in your head? No. I think they're neither, like... Neither for me either. Yeah. <laughs> like Like if you could be like... If you could rate football teams like you'd rate movies or something from a half star to four stars, I think Dallas is like a three star team until they do something crazy, you know, like yeah. a, like a very reliable, good team that deserves respect. But until I see them like truly hit the next level, which might not be until the playoffs, given the kind of schedule they have, but like I just can't I can't buy them as more than that, you know. And this wouldn't change. And a loss wouldn't really change that either, though, to be fair. Like, I think that I have a good idea of what they are, barring injury. You know, I have I have a lot of faith in them to be, like, a, a at least an 11-win team this season. And, uh, you know, go from there. It is really annoying me to see, like, the, the fan posts on Cowboys subreddits and Facebook groups now, like, doing, like, win projections and seeing stuff like 15 win <laughs> yeah, seasons right now. Right. And, like, that's just not how it's going to happen. Like, no. no, just, like, like I, it's kind of like the reverse of what we talked about last week. Like, will the Giants win another game? And it's like, yeah, probably just because, like, football's weird and the ball takes weird bounces. Like, similarly, Dallas is not going to go, you know, 11-1 and one down the stretch or whatever, 10-1. and one. It's just too much can go wrong. Yeah, it's some classic bull market stuff right now amongst Cowboys fans. They're buying the hype too much and just saying we're unbeatable. And they're, I don't know. They're reverse Washington fans, man. I mean, like they Washington fans like have Stockholm syndrome where they latch on to even a sign of incompetence or mediocrity as like some sort of show of humanism or like yeah. personality. Dallas is just like and, and it's like we say about the sub, like the Washington subreddit, like they're not ready to win. Yeah. In the Dallas subreddit's defense, like they're always ready to win. They're just completely <laughs> delusional, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, 
Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think Dallas wins just because. I mean, it's Sunday night. I, that's another thing too, as I feel like it'll be prime time. They'll get their like signature prime time win, but against yeah, like the, a pretty mediocre team, and that won't really mean that much, you know. And you'll hear like Michaels and Collingsworth like hype up the Vikings to be like this like big monumental like statement win for the Cowboys because yeah. it's good for the it's good for the narrative, it's good for the brand, but it's not actually that meaningful. You know, I just it's gonna be like a thirty thirty-five to like twenty-one or like twenty-four win, I think. Like the Cowboys will look good, they'll look dominant, but it ultimately like for me as Super Bowl contenders, let's say, pushing it out that far, this game means absolutely nothing. And if it was on the flip side too, it'd mean the exact same thing. Yep, for sure. That's that's where I'm at. Kind of a boring boring week, relatively speaking, because we can't really take much away from it. Either way, it's just kind of you know, one they should get, but if they don't get it, look, they're five and two and they still feel fine, you know, bumping yep. the road. So so be it. All right, man. Got any takes? I got one. Yeah, hit me. Uh, this is this is a iteration on the kernel of a take I had riffing with you last week, but okay. I think I think twenty twenty has made twenty twenty one on football feel boring. Yeah, I I agree. Nothing. It feels like so far this football season, everything has been predictable and like uninteresting. And even the stuff that it has been surprising and somewhat exciting is on another level predictable and feeling like same old, same old NFL compared to the insane over the top antics of the entire year last year. And then I would say also specifically in the NFL as like a downstream, like, you know, impact of just like society having weird stuff go on. Right. Like weirdly now getting back to normal, even the weird stuff doesn't seem weird. It just seems like, Oh, it's back to normal weird and not like weird, weird. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Not to be too, Like, I, like, great. Like, there's skeevy emails out there and, like, owners are dickheads. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. Like, 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 the Bucks are good. The Chiefs might be progressing a bit. Oh. Right. Oh, how like, goofy. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing feels meaningful. Yeah. That <laughs> it might, might just be me. I was about to say, that might – I'm sure there's some people out there who are having fun with it. But I will say, this is, like, maybe the bleakest thing I've ever said because I agree oh, wow. with you. It feels a lot like how I felt about baseball circle like 2011 or 12 where it was like, I just don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know if the way they're marketing it has changed or something or the games themselves have slowed down so much. It's harder to like block it. Like, like all these ambient games that I used to watch like very attentively are just much harder to get into as in games that don't involve my team or the NFC East, right? Like. That's kind of just where I'm at, like where it feels like I don't I'm not I'm not as enthusiastically committed to the league as a whole as I was like five or, you know, so years ago. It just doesn't even feel like, like, okay, like, let's say in my mind, the most the most like. 
the most incredible things that have happened in the league so far this year have been the Chiefs going three and four, the Jaguars being so bad in spectacular fashion, <laughs> and Urban Meyer being an absolute lunatic. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe that's the one thing that has been. Maybe. That, that was that was kind of a fun. Um, like yeah, Arizona being I, super good. I but don't that's, know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's like yeah. That's I, kind I feel of you, on, on their track. And so, so you know, it's like, I don't know. They're just as good as they were last year. I, I don't know. There's another thing I feel like it's happening where it's like, it feels like the good teams are good and the bad teams are bad. And there's not like any like yeah. fun, mediocre teams. I've, I feel and, that way too. Well, maybe usually I mean? that's because we're the fun, mediocre teams. Yeah, you know? maybe that's it. And now we're just all bad. Like we're like last yeah. year we were bad, but the division was up for grabs. And so you felt like you were fun and mediocre. Yeah. You know, and this year it's like, well, the Cowboys are running away with it. And like, we just have nothing to, that might be, I don't know. I don't like, like, did, Bill, like teams, did Bills like, feel this way throughout the whole 2000s? Like, was this like, were Bills fans just like, man, the NFL sucks, but it was really just because like their team was so out of it. I don't, I don't I no feel idea. that way. I feel like the league is boring now, but it's so hard to separate my interest I, in my team to the league as a whole. I guess what's also really hard for me, and I'm, I'm focusing on the Chiefs right now, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's like probably because they're the closest thing to like a mediocre team. Yeah, right. <laughs> a fun, mediocre team. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's a part of me that's still like, no, but they're like still good. They just have had the poor luck against other as good teams starting out the year. Yeah. Like if you look at their schedule, they're three and four, but the four games they've lost are against the four other like dominant AFC teams and they've just had problems. But like I still expect the Chiefs to stomp the other bottom sixteen to twenty teams in the yeah. league any given week. So they're not actually like chaotic mediocre. They're just like a good team that has <laughs> With a, a bad, bad start. Schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. and a, like a tough schedule. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. And it's like, there's not like, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe you're it. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm used to the Eagles being like the, the chaotic mediocre that then gets hot and like storms into the playoffs. Yeah. But it's like in games, dramatically loses games. And is like, Five and it's four. Goofy, just goofy the whole time. Nine, you know what I mean? Like yeah, where, the Giants. Where I mean, the teams? Giants are the same way for sure. The old Giants teams. But also, like the Seahawks used to be like that. Yeah, and now they're for just, sure. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know, the Falcons like used to be like that yeah. back in the day. R.I.P. to all those once fun teams who are now just like feel bad and like they have no chance. I don't know. It does feel like the parity has shifted in aggregate. Not towards like certain teams year over like not like Patriots dynasty style necessarily, yeah. but to like oh like right off the gate it's like oh it's these four to five teams and then the rest the other twenty seven of you like forget honestly, about it. Like I think the Patriots are the closest thing to this fun mediocre mold. They have been right a lot now. of fun. Yeah, For what they did, <laughs> what they did to the Jets last week should be illegal. <laughs> It was Unreal. that was probably the most fun game last. That week, was so much fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> it was such a good like because it was the Jets. Like I mean, you can't beat that. You just can't. Yeah. What a magical time. Uh, and I'm sure Jets fans are are thinking. I don't know. They're always the ones that I know that you and I know Jets fans that are like we're yeah. optimistic somehow through it all. 
it's fascinating to me but uh, what's really what's really incredible with the psychology of the folks we know is like throughout the week they're like weirdly optimistic and bullish but like, <laughs> giants, oh, Sundays, that's giants like, fans too it's, without without <laughs> fail on sunday as if it's my alarm clock on sundays <laughs> the first text in the group chat is always like the jets fucking blow right. like, <laughs> like they, they, they smash the sell button right. so quickly that sundays at one it's like how do you get deceived again i just don't <laughs> every <laughs> week they're hoodwinked and yeah. i don't understand why they keep coming back <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> anyway but do you have a take yeah uh it's much less thoughtful than that than that uh defenses should be allowed to have 12 men on the field i just <laughs> i just think it would be fun and lend balance to the game and you'd see a lot of I, honestly i think it would be some really tense, balanced football a lot of the time. It would restore the run game because interceptions would go way up. QBs would be getting hit all the time, which would be fantastic and so much fun to watch. Um, but you wouldn't – like I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with like the pass. I would still keep relatively soft pass interference rules and all of that stuff because I think that's just the cat's out of the bag. But yeah, yeah put 12 men out there. Let's, let's just get aggressive with it. Let's see what kind of schemes I people like can cook up. I like that idea. Um, two thoughts. One is, I think it could be the NFL's equivalent of like in hockey pulling the goalie. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool if you were like, we're you, yeah. we're committing to twelve men, but we can't kick anything the rest of the yeah, game. Some sort of trade off, right? right? The other thing that comes to my head is, I would love the twelve man penalty if it was the only penalty in the game that needed to be like self officiated and not like official officiated. Well, like you meaning mean. like meaning like if the defense wants to line up with twelve and the offense doesn't like they're responsible for counting twelve and right. then calling the defense out. <laughs> uh, on that it. would be right. Like you, if you could sneak like fifteen guys onto the field, you should. <laughs> That's such a like that's a better not, that's a better idea than mine. God damn. <laughs> that like is like, actually that's like the level. one penalty that like officials can't call even if they notice. That'd it's be like so the awesome. other team needs to be the one that like Dude, hey, they, have, that, they have an advantage. Stop that. That would you know? be so good. <laughs> Man, that could be that could change everything because you could have guys just like lingering right on the sideline. Like, are they in? Yeah. Or not? They would change snap counts. Oh, dude. <laughs> that would be so much fun man that's that's your best idea yet i think <laughs> I'm, I'm a little mad that you capitalized on my thing like that but it's okay we're a team yeah, we, it's submit, true. we submit this to the rules committee together i'm not going to take credit sean's fly together <laughs> all right man i'll see you next week yep have a good, good talk to you pal yeah bye <laughs> Yeah.